1: back to another exciting episode. Today I'm joined with a very prestigious guest, someone who is the man behind the cartoon, if you will. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Sam Quassam. How are you doing, sir?
0: Yep, it's Sam Quassam, how are you? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm I'm Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What an intro. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I'm not in the, not in the greatest uh, duck today, but I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Hey, I How warm up as I go.
1: It came across just fine to me. I mean, it sounded just like oh. Little Quackers. So well, I thank you very much. <laughs> leading right into that, I mean, normally the first question I ask is, um, "What you think that you are most known for?" And all of that. Um, and it sounds like you just kind of got that out there already. But why don't you tell the folks that are listening, you know, some of the big oh, stuff you've done. Boy. Sorry,
0: I didn't mean to mess you up there. I, uh, well, I'm the voice of Little Quacker for Tom and Jerry cartoons. And we're, we've done five seasons so far, and they're going to come out with a major motion picture. But I'm not in it. But uh, <laughs> but I used to do the voice of Donald Duck at Disney, and that's how I got the job as Little Quacker. And um, I did Donald Duck at Disney for about uh, over a 17-year period with records and toys. We didn't do any cartoons. But you can hear me on the album, totally mini and uh, talking Mickey Mouse dolls, and uh, uh, you know the Fisher Price toys, and Gold Bond ice cream commercial, a lot of stuff. You know, I started out in Disney on Parade as the voice of Donald Duck when I was nineteen. Nineteen, and, you know, Donald's an ra- irascible character, mm-hmm. and um, and his little thing will set him off. So You're he's right. all different than little. Little Quacker, you know, he sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, a little quacker is much more innocent. He doesn't get angry. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's a little innocent baby. Yeah? Right, right. And, and so the, it's the same darn voice. Come on. <laughs> you know? That's Just awesome. Kidding.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah that's the thing with voice acting is sometimes two characters might be pretty similar, right?
0: Oh yes. Oh yes. The crossover is amazing. And, um, and, uh, you know, there are little slight differences in the characters, attitude, personality, viewpoint, that kind of thing. And when you do a character, you have to understand it's It's, uh, you have to make them laugh, cry, uh, get angry, show grief, you know, sadness, happiness, sing, you know, all that. You can't can't make them dance, but, you know, that's up to the animator.
1: Right. That's, that's <laughs> impressive. And I, I've talked to a few other voice actors who say the same thing. You know, it's not this one just level voice that you have to do you have to be able to do them distressed and angry and you really got to practice that was is that something that's kind of difficult for you or is it pretty natural now
0: well yeah it's natural now. i've been doing it for, for decades but i do other voices but the point is uh that you just don't do the voice you have to give him character you have to give him a point of view you have to give him an attitude donald duck has uh an attitude Mm-hmm. I think the best example is Popeye. Popeye has two personalities. One is the, and and the other one is well, well blows me down. So he's got two voices. Literally, he talks to himself. Like, you know, little thing in here, and then he when he's talking to he you, hey, hey, what's up, <sho File78> big guy? You know that kind of right, thing. Right, right. So, so, but you've got to be able to distinguish between the two. And he's got a certain type of laugh, you know, mm-hmm. and he can sing and he can twirl his pipe and, you know, you don't have to do that, but, <laughs> but you, you know, he's always at eight you know, he's always uh, astounded when someone punches him, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you have to create that, those attitudes, those, those, um, you know, those feelings. So you get it across to the audience. So, now we're analyzing cartoon characters, right? Who are considered one-dimensional, but really, it's not. You voice acting is acting. You have to act, and 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 acting. We don't act. You you be. You know, acting. If you take acting lessons, they don't tell you don't act. Just be the character. Mm-hmm. So even in cartoons, you have to be the character. You just be the character. You know, if he's angry, you get angry. If he's sad, you get sad. But you have to create that in the voice so it's the same thing as you know shakespeare (laughs) well i would almost
1: say that voice acting is almost you know a little bit more difficult because you don't have the luxury of portraying it yourself you are having to portray it for another person
0: yeah you do and you have to create it in a way where um uh you're you're just you're not physical well you know what when i'm in the booth i physicalize the character okay it's what you learn in acting school you just don't see me doing it you see the cartoon doing you see the character doing it you know the animator does it and he goes off of your emotions you know he goes off of the way you 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 talk the way your your attitude is so you know, he'll he'll draw to your feelings or they'll direct you to say, now, look, this guy, this character is going to be sad here. So then you're sad. You know." Yeah. And you have to do it. You have to do it within three seconds. You know, right. Yeah. That's the oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, we do, We gave you three seconds to say, uh, you know, have a great day. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I don't know what you're doing. I'm a bad luck duck. You know, and it all has to be done in three seconds. Wow, so sometimes, yeah, so sometimes it's unintelligible, you know I got you. and um uh, for the for the duck, and I always tell them, you know, and we're always looking for alternate words because the hardest thing about the duck are one syllable words like fix, which I had to do, and um so I don't know, we're analyzing cartoons huh <laughs> characters. <laughs> I'm gonna give you away all my secrets here to uh to your audience.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what tends <laughs> to happen. <laughs> so yeah, it does. It does. We, can, we can move to something else, that, something that you had said a little bit ago. You, you had said that you've been doing this for decades. So yeah, I was asked this at work one day because I, I really want to be a voice actor myself. And so I'm going to uh-huh. ask you, a veteran seasoned pro, what made you want to be a voice actor?
0: I have to tell you, I always love doing cartoon voices, and um, and I used to imitate Mel Blanc. I met Mel Blanc, and I went to the Mel Blanc School of Voices. Oh wow! And Noel Blanc introduced us. He said, "Donald Duck meets Daffy Duck," although the original voice of Donald Duck was alive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I was doing doing I was doing records and toys for Disney, and I did Disney on Parade, where I did Donald Duck live. Uh, it's like you see it today Disney on ice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, it used to be a dance show. Disney on parade was a dancing show. And I have stories about that. Uh, it was my first dance company. I was 19. And I was a, I was going to be a song advancement, musical comedy, sing, dance, act, and do plays. And then one day I sat down at the piano in rehearsal and did a bunch of cartoon voices. One was Donald Duck. And on a white, the choreographer goes, you're the next voice of Donald Duck for the show. Oh, 100%. And I go, what? what and it was in 10 minutes that was it and i had been doing donald duck since i was 19 i was doing it 10 to 14 shows a week doing the radio shows that did what's my line which i'm sure your your uh, audience doesn't know about that show but it was a big show back then
1: oh okay and
0: uh i was the mystery guest and uh little donald duck comes out in a suit and i'm in the back doing his voice and um and so I perfected the voice. I do other voices, but that's the one that sticks out. You know, it's the most recognizable one I do. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was a, I came from an acting, singing, dancing background, musical comedy. And I did a lot of musicals as a dancer, as an actor and television shows as an actor and and stand up comedy at the comedy store and, and on to Vegas and Reno and all that. But but enough about me right (laughs) no no not Uh, even
1: (laughs) i love these kind of stories
0: yeah so it just happened right time right place and then i went over to the studio and told them i was doing donald duck and they started using me for toys and records they had not made a cartoon until 1987 88 when they did roger rabbit then they had an audition and gave it to somebody else and um, i was really shocked Cause I have been doing it for so long, but they took all three of us out. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy brought in three new guys. So what can I say? It's, wow. uh, welcome to welcome to politics. So uh, 25 years later, I get a call, and uh, he says to me, you still do a good duck? I go, yeah, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be the director producer of, the, um, of uh, the Fox and the Hound, the animation supervisor. And I walked in the animation department one day at Disney Studios and did Donald Duck. And they never forgot it. He never forgot it. And twenty five years later he called me up. I need a duck for a Little Quacker. And and it wasn't much of a stretch and I wound up getting the job and Warner Brothers still had an audition and they auditioned three thousand voice actors Ooh. for that little role of that little duck. And I got it. But I was very lucky.
1: That's amazing.
0: So, yeah, it's like hitting the lottery. <laughs> then you have to hope they use you.
1: <laughs> Wow. And, you know, just I got to say, I used to watch Tom and Jerry all the time. My kids watch it all the time. And it's I'm, I, I usually say it for the end, but I'm going to say it now. Like, I'm quite honored to have you on the show because Little Quackers was always a favorite. He it was this innocent little duck. But yet at the same time, he had that, that little mischievous side and he could, you know, hang with the best of them. And so it's it's quite an honor to talk to The Voice,
0: or the oh, man behind wow. The Voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was that, big that's awesome. It's that big of a deal.
1: But you just said so, when you were talking that you've done other stuff besides uh, just voice acting. You've done actual acting as well. Um, do you have anything you're working on right now that you kind of want to get out there for yeah. people to check out?
0: Yes, I'm, on, I'm in a movie called Letters from a Nut, produced by Jerry Seinfeld. An Amazon Prime, there are the actual letters from the book, Letters from a Nut. Oh, wow. And they, mm-hmm. and they read them out loud. It's hilarious. And uh, I come out as a depressed clown to break up the letters. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very odd. But uh, we're going to do a new movie. Uh, Jerry's going to do a new one. Uh, Barry Martyr wrote these, by the way. Barry Martyr is the uh, writer, co- comedic writer and actor in uh, Letters from a Nut at at the, um, at, at, we did it at the Geffen Theater, it was shot as a stage play. Oh. Now we're going to do a movie on how they made, how they created Letters from a Nut. And um, so we're waiting on that. that. That's for next year, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, you might recognize me from the Bob Newhart show, Family Tide, Airwolf, Movies of the Week, Mad TV, things like that. I've done a lot of stuff and national commercials. Jeez. So, and uh, not with voices. So you got to work. Bob Newhart's show, here it is, how many years later? <laughs> and the Hollywood Reporter does a retrospective on, you know, what did you like about, He asked. they asked celebrities, what do you like about the Bob Newhart show? What episodes were your favorite? Mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien mentions mine. And I play a ventriloquist who believes the dummy's real and wants to leave the act. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and Bob... You know, you make it the dummy talk, and I go, Well, that's how it started, and uh, <laughs> and it just goes on and on from there. And and um, it became this classic episode. The Wall Street Journal uh had nothing better to do but rate the top 10 of every uh, every season oh. of, the, of the Bob <laughs> New Heart show, and I came out number two out of 10 for my my season. Not for the a plot, but for my plot, my my scenes with with Bob, wow. and then Conan. Conan, I sent him a thank you note. Know, you know, it's nice of you to mention me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Conan's directing everybody to my YouTube site to see this episode of the Bob wow. Newhart Show because he claims when he was ten years old, this is what inspired him to be a comedian. Oh my God. I think it was more Conan than it was, I mean, more Bob Newhart than it was me, but, (laughs) you know, and, and since I contacted him, he's been sending all his fans to my, my YouTube site, you know, and they all say, Conan, something to your, yeah, and then he interviews Bob Newhart and Bob brings up the ventriloquist scene and it was nominated for an Emmy, the episode, I think for editing, but, um, it's this classic episode that came back to haunt me, you know, how many years later, (laughs) and then... Yeah, really. I mean, That's you know, a, it's like an honor. And uh, and then, you know, I've done other things like, uh, you know, Family Ties, Mad TV, uh, Movies of the Week back in those days. And uh, I, I'm still working. You know, a lot of the guys I know have stopped. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm still able to work.
1: So. That's crazy. What, what yeah. would you say you like? Uh, which would you like better, acting or voice acting?
0: Well, to me, it's the same voice acting and acting, acting's acting, you know? I mean, I don't care. I mean, I, I love cartoons, love cartoons. The meeting Mel Blank, you know, was great. Donald Duck meet Daffy Duck. And I did Donald he did Daffy. And I'll (laughs) tell you his advice to me. This is great for your fans out there who, who are into acting. Uh He said, you know, I, I, he says, it's great. You can do somebody else's voice, but I made my, my reputation on original characters, original voices. And he was a master at it. You know, he's the greatest, one of the greatest voice actors of all time. And, you know, he has like a four octave range. You know, he has the the voice of an opera singer they they compared him to one day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I said, well, you know what? You're right. You know, he was right, but he was wrong. Because when he passed away, it took six people to replace him. So it's good to imitate other other people's voices and i don't really do um celebrities i do cartoons mm-hmm. so i'm not i do a few voices that are you know celebrities uh, but not really i really i'm a tenor so i stick with the cartoony voices and gotcha. i work for seth green yeah i worked for seth green we did robot chicken we did mickey and donald at a bar picking up chicks right. and
1: <laughs> yeah i think a lot of my listeners are probably the age range to know that one <laughs> Oh, they would love
0: that. We also did uh, 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 Huey Dewey, and Louie's, uh, uh mother. I know what's <laughs> her name now. I've known I, I've known these characters for a hundred years. I can't remember her name. So she was. Uh, she turns out to be a some kind of a prostitute or something. And you know, oh my I mean, gosh. there's a big, big shootout, and it, it's dark. You know, uh, they do a lot of dark humor. Right. But Mickey and Donald at a bar is a classic. It's only 30 seconds long. You can see that. And um, that's funny. That's funny stuff. That is. So yeah. I,
1: I have a question for you. It's based off of some uh, advice I got from another voice actor uh, when I went to a panel. So I'm going to present it as a question to you. Uh, when practicing your voices for any character or an upcoming character or just in general, would you say that it's good to put yourself to practice being that character, doing other things, or just the lines that you're required to do? So,
0: first- oh no, no you want to you want to bring in a full blown character because you never know what they're gonna throw at you. And I got I got thrown one day when they had asked me to do a butler's voice, and oh. so you know I did a butler's voice like this. And really, I should have remembered that I had a butler's voice, which is, Oh, yes, hello. Oh, yes, you are, sir, may I help you? <laughs> Instead of doing, Oh, yes, hello. hello, 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 hello you know, uh-huh. and um, and I should have done the higher pitched, uh, You know, oh, yes, sir, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do for you? You know, to make him real stuffy. Yeah. And yeah. the other one was more like, you know, in Sherlock Holmes, you know, the one who played uh Sherlock Holmes sidekick. You know, Basil Rathbone and um yeah. I forgot the other guy. And he like this and that's the only thing I could think of at the time. So sometimes i will throw it right at you and you have three seconds to come up with a voice uh, while you're in the studio, while you're recording. So okay. you know, I didn't know they wanted a butler. Had I known I would have worked on it ahead of time. You know. Uh, Always nice to be prepared, but you never know. So you just kind of dip into your group of characters, you know, and I do one that we we had to do a park ranger. And I remember the park ranger from Disney, which I can do, which is, yes, hello. (laughs) Can I help you? These are the bears. And he goes, I can't do that. That's that's Disney. So I had to come up with another voice.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I hit it with a, yes, the, in the, a, the, here and 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 I give him a little bit of a nose thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So you just never know what they're going to throw at you. You know, if I had a little time to prepare, it would have been a little easier. I would have gone through. Yeah. And they want you to do They They really look for original voices. Original.
1: All right. So, so in, a nutshell, in a nutshell, would that be your advice to somebody coming into this uh, business that's just starting out to, to be prepared for anything? Or what would you say your exact advice would be for
0: somebody? I, I would come up with if you can do somebody else's voice, you can record that and put that in a, in a uh, voice demo. But I would also rely on showing them original voices. Uh, things that you do that nobody else can do or something. They're always looking for a a, a unique voice, unique. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, the, that's the way they look because they're constantly, they have tons of characters out there. <clears throat> they have like Maurice LaMarche, who's brilliant. Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. These guys can do hundreds of voices. Um, Jim Cummings, who is, uh, uh, I was there when he actually got the voice of Winnie the Pooh Oh, and um, wow. I, we actually, he was doing Darkwing Duck at the time, and I was doing Donald Duck, and and uh, I, these guys do hundreds of voices. Right. You know, that's a, Steve Stanton, who works on Tom and Jerry cartoons, is a Star Wars voice guy. You know, he's just amazing. I mean, uh, I had suggested an episode where uh, Little Quacker changes his voice take some voice pills or get to hit on the head with a brick and be, yeah. you know his voice changes well they took that and had him take opera lessons <laughs> and it's yeah yeah it, it, it's something local yokel is called or something yeah. or you know, little quacker sings opera you can see it on youtube <laughs> That's
1: awesome. and
0: and steve stanton comes in and does the voice change they hire an opera singer to sing opera and then they bring in steve to do um uh this ronald coleman voice, your audience may not know who that is, but he had the most incredible speaking voice uh in the 40s and 50s. And he was a big major movie star. He was in starred in Lost Horizon, the movie, and and did tons of movies and tele and radio shows back in the day. And he was an amazing actor and he was very handsome and you know, he was a leading man. <clears throat> but he had a beautiful voice and you can hear him go, you're that thing like, you know, whatever it is. I yeah. can't do his voice. He's a deeper voice. And Steve comes in and does it. I mean, wow. he does so many voices, and uh, one guy, they take one guy and they have him do ten voices, you know. So Maurice uh, LaMarche, who's the the brain and Pinky and the Brain, I mean, he's world. He's well known. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. The best, the best is uh, one of the best is Frank Welker, who uh, is the voice of Scooby Doo. Uh-huh. and hundreds, hundreds of characters, As a matter of fact, it's gotten to the point now where he just he just does um uh noises, he does cats, dogs, dragons, voices you know growling you know
1: wow,
0: he can just, yeah, he can do anything, so that's your competition, gotcha so uh you gotta be lucky,
1: so would you, and say you gotta then- be- I'm sorry.
0: go ahead. <laughs>
1: Well, I was just going to say, would you say then it's good to have a a wide range like you that you could do high pitched and low pitched or should you just go for one singular pitch and just kind of stay in that general area?
0: No, you do everything. You put it all out on the table. You do everything you can do. Okay. If you have a high pitched voice and a, a high pitched character, do it. You have a, if you can go low, like I said, Mel Blank had a four-octave range, so from Porky Pig, Tweety Pie, all the way down to you know uh, Yosemite Sam and the uh, you know the uh, all the low-pitched voices. What was that voice? Uh, the the devil, the Tasmanian devil. Oh, right, yep.
1: right, yeah. So, so the same Sorry. guy that did Tasmanian Devil also did Tweety Pie.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, back then, uh, they sped him up 10%. Daffy Duck is the same as Sylvester the Cat. Sylvester's just two octaves lower, and he's a sloppy cat. You know, say, hey, are you following me? We're a black bird. And then um, Daffy is the same voice without the, you know? Yeah. He's that, hey, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. You yeah. know,
1: you're very it's good. The same at those.
0: voice. <laughs> very, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I love cartoons. And then uh, you got Foghorn, like, so I say, hold, I say, hold on now. Why are you talking to me? What, what, you know? And he also does the chicken hawk. Hey, I'm a chicken hawk. Come to get you chicken. <laughs>
1: That's great. This is wonderful. Yeah, all done by one
0: guy. Oh, well. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I and, talked uh, to
1: all my childhood cartoons all in one episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, do it all. What's up, <laughs> Um, Yeah, but, you know, I, I do cartoons, but I also do, you know, stand-up comedy and, uh, you know, straight acting and stuff. The whole idea is all acting. All, it's all about, acting. Yeah, yeah. You act with your voice. You act with your body when you do a play or a musical. So – and I danced. I was a dancer. I danced in the movie Meme with Lucille Ball. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's how I started. And um, she was great. You know, she used to tell me stories. And, uh, yeah, seriously. So, you know, I've well, done a lot of we, things.
1: Yeah, we yeah. definitely have to point people at not just your voice acting stuff. We've We've got to get it out there. You know, you said it earlier. So at the end here, I'd like for you to reiterate where – the other stuff coming up, but for right this minute, um, can you tell people where they can find, you know, more about you in general? Like, I think before we started recording, you had mentioned your website. So if you want to hand yeah. that out.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I'm uh, samk Sam K 3000.com S A M K A Y three zero zero com, And I'm on YouTube under my name, Sam Quassman. You go to my site and you can see Bob Newhart and I, I don't know if I have family ties on there but uh, you know lots of cartoons and uh, you know on camera stuff mm-hmm. uh, and I still do stand up. I play Vegas, Reno, Tahoe and uh, but um, mostly I try to stay in town television. Like I said we're doing Letters from a Nut on Amazon Prime written by Barry Martyr produced by Jerry Seinfeld and we're going to do a new one How They Made Letters from a Nut. <laughs> oh, wow. created the book. Yeah. Yeah. And I we're, remember that... you bringing
1: <laughs> that up earlier? That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be doing that, and um, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm. We finished five seasons of Tom and Jerry, and hopefully, we'll start up again next year uh, with uh, new episodes of Tom and Jerry cartoons.
1: Awesome. Well, before yeah. I yeah. do any kind of closing statements, I have one last question for you. The yeah. Question is. If a director were to come up to you and say, Sam, I'm going to create whatever cartoon, movies, drama, whatever it is, for whatever you want, what would it be?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I've never had anybody ask me that. <laughs> what would what, what that have a have – <clears throat> pardon me, have a uh, cartoon – than I wanted
1: and anything it can be a cartoon it could be a tv series a movie anything you want but it's it's starring you
0: oh well I would have loved to done a, a major motion picture starring me and a tv series starring me I'll take any of that <laughs> and a cartoon starring me would it, anything starring me
1: would it be like a a, a comedy or a drama or a
0: thriller Whatever, whatever they say, I'll <laughs> <Whatever. take it>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Science that's fair. Science fiction, except horror movies, unless they're funny.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love to do it all. I mean, I was trained since I was a kid to, to work, you know, as an actor, and that's what I wanted to do, and I, I get these. I keep getting diverted for other things. But the thing is to explore your talents, and whatever you can do, sing, dance, act, do a million voices, stand-up comedy, comedy writing, drama, theater, Shakespeare, whatever it is, do it. Do it because it's a craft and it's something you have to work on. You have to do it. You can't just think about it. And that's my my, my biggest motivation is get out there and get up in the morning and go out and do what you need to do. And uh, and I'm sure you're, where you're in Mobile, right?
1: Um, I, no, I'm in upstate New York
0: <laughs> Oh, what, what am I talking about? I mean upstate New York Yeah, so uh, uh, you're up there by um, Rochester and Buffalo? Correct, sir, yep Yeah, so I've been up there Plenty of theater up there mm-hmm. Plenty of things to do up there And if you, you're really good, go down to New York City and, and start auditioning for Broadway shows If you think you're ready Because that's the key That's the key The key is to work and if you're really, really good, you know, they like Robin Williams, you can't deny his talent. Right. You just can't deny it. You know, and someone once said to me, You have gotta be so good that they can't turn you down. And um and in movies and television they'll turn you down because your nose is crooked, or your eyes are too close, or your eyes are not big enough, or you don't have enough hair, or it's the wrong color. You never know.
1: Right. It
0: may not have nothing to do with your talent. So you can't take the, these auditions seriously enough to hurt your ego or your your drive. Just get out there and audition, and it's a numbers game. So you just keep doing. Eventually, something breaks.
1: Great. How's that? That is some very funny like stuff. Advice. Funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And now I'm currently the male stripper at the Jewish Home for the agent. So perfect. <laughs> That's my new job.
1: <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you again, Sam, for coming on my show. It has been phenomenal having you here. You've been an amazing guest. you' very much And thank you to the listeners out there who turned in and got to hear all this. Uh, you know, I couldn't do any of this without you. I wouldn't be doing any of this without you because why would I? So thank you all very much and we will see you later.